Hello, my name is Andrew Skipper. I'm head of the Africa practice at Hogan Lovells, and I've got wide-ranging Africa experience from business to art and culture. I'm co-vice chair of the Smithsonian National Museum of African Art, and I'm co-chair of the UK government's Africa Investors Group. This is the fourth series of the A Perspective podcast in which I've been having conversations with some of Africa's top business minds and investors alongside key cultural influencers, people who are deeply committed to building on the continent and spreading the word and vision in a diverse way. They're certainly pulling no punches about the problems, but they're passionate about them and spotting and delivering on enormous opportunities. So today, uh, we turn to Lindeka Zedze, who is Executive Head of Non-Banking Financial Institutions in the Global Markets at Standard Bank. Leeds is also currently the project lead for Standard Bank Group and MEDA Advisors Collaboration to connect US investors to impactful capital deployment opportunities on the African continent. She's the chairperson of the African Women Impact Fund Executive Committee, an initiative of the UN Economic Commission for Africa and its partners. The AWIF was established in collaboration with the Standard Bank Group and MEDA Advisors with the aim of creating a sustainable investment platform to grow the number of women asset managers in Africa. Her impressive track record spanning many years in banking and finance for leading financial institutions is only part of her story. She's a self-elected gender champion, as she puts it, and is a passionate advocate of gender equality on the African continent. Leeds, I'm absolutely delighted to welcome you to the A Perspective today. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Um, hello to you and your listeners. Uh, it is a privilege for me to be here today. Tell, first of all, just, just tell us a bit about yourself and your journey to taking on your current role. We're, we're really interested in that. Um, where do I start? I'm a proud South African by birth, a village girl from the Eastern Cape. More importantly, I'm a child of Africa. I love Africa. I love our people. Yellow, purple, green, white, black. I love our vibrant culture. I love our resilience, our tenacity. Great. I can go on for days. In terms of my journey, I've worked in finance and the investment field my whole life. Trading is a very male-dominated field. I see a lot of people like me, and that speaks to race, gender, uh, and most people where I come from uh, were not exposed to this kind of, uh, I guess, profession. As a result, I think um, young boys and girls didn't have the opportunity maybe to, to study further and also when even they were, uh, they were at universities or uh, tertiary education, were not aware of uh, careers um, in finance or investment banking field. And that also has an impact uh, in terms of um, teaching people about debt, about savings, about investments. We do have this, obviously, across the continent in terms of informal saving, savings clubs. It's called Stockfields in South Africa. It's called SACOs uh, in some countries, and, and these exist across the continent. My current role, I think, has, um, has been an impact of my own personal journey, as I said. I've always been very about transformation, about mentoring young women. Um, I, I guess the biggest influence has been the desire to have a meaningful impact, influence and drive change. Um, and, I, and I think more importantly, to have a bigger platform that I could leverage. And I'm fortunate to work for Standard Bank. And uh, we have an opportunity to leverage our African network, our heritage, our smarts and hearts, our partnership, 
to maximum effect for our clients, our people, our communities, our country, and the whole continent. I hope that's uh, some vision for, for you, Andrew. Yeah, that's great. And so just picking up on the, on the women's initiatives, which I know are so important to you, why do you believe that women's initiatives in particular are so important in Africa? And you talk about being a gender champion at Standard Bank. How did you manage to get yourself to that position, which I know you describe as self-appointed? So uh, tell me a bit about that. Thank you, Andrew. We all love data, right? Numbers are powerful. Um, I guess if you look uh, on the continent, um, and I possibly stand to be corrected where these numbers are at the moment, but I think 5% of women, it's only 5% of women that are fund managers. Um, it's only 7% of all private equity capital on the continent is invested in women-owned businesses. Yet 70% of business consumption decisions on the continent are made by women. Um, and I think, to me, that um, is already telling, uh, and that's an impressive enough data to drive business. And um, from a standard bank perspective, um, for me, it, uh, gender is a big uh, is big in, in, in our space, um, and uh, our CEO is a he for she champion, which is something that we're very proud of, and it is part of uh, our strategy. We we cannot exclude women, and I think this has a huge impact um, in terms of numbers if you look at Africa's growth, and, and I think the geopolitical environment and everything that we see now is making this far more important. And I think if you look at COVID, um, the numbers have been staggering. And I think this has accelerated or put a spotlight on women initiatives. Sorry, just picking you up on the COVID. Um, and we go back a bit. Uh, COVID, it's been said, I believe, that COVID is affecting women much worse than men in terms of the economy. Is that something, is that holding up what you're trying to do? Or is it, uh, does it simply highlight how important it is? And, and is that true from what you're seeing in data terms? I think it is, I mean, the, the numbers, if you look at the current gender gaps, possibly those who potentially was in 95 years in sub-Saharan Africa and possibly that 10 is even longer if you look at Middle and uh, Middle East and North Africa. If you look at what has been coming out in terms of the pandemic, access to funding will be critical for the survival of many small businesses mm. across countries like Ghana, uh, Botswana, um, across the continent, most of employers are in the a small um, medium business space and high percentage of those are actually women. The COVID pandemic has highlighted the impact of COVID in terms of we are in the forefront in terms of even essential workers, you find a lot of women there. The impact in terms of uh, women getting access uh, to funding, I guess the visibility has actually, I think, uh, highlighted the need to invest in women. Let's turn to the Africa Women Impact Fund, where you're working with the with the UN on this. Could you tell me a bit about how that works with the UN? Because I think it's uh, it's fascinating to see how working with the UN and focusing on female fund managers as well, which which um, to many would seem quite a, a narrow a narrow approach. But how are you working with the UN, and how did that come about? Uh, and what influence have they got on this? And what makes this particular group so special? Thank you for raising that question, Andrew. I think firstly, the African Women Impact Fund itself is an initiative of the United Nations Economic Commission for Africa, together with its yeah. partner. Um, and uh, this is something that has been in the works for a while for them. Um, and this speaks to 
accelerating financial inclusion for women in Africa. Um, and uh, this is what we seek um, to achieve in terms of creating a sustainable investment platform to grow the number of women asset managers on the African continent. This has been one of those where for us, if you look at the vast need uh, on the continent and or it's become increasingly important that the private and public sectors need to work together to overcome some of these challenges. This is not something that we can achieve alone. We have seen that uh, coming out of the pandemic, funding will be critical for the survival of many small businesses. And we know that women entrepreneurs face significantly greater obstacles than men when it comes to accessing financial services. We've been able to do this um, with the United Nations. And it's been important for us because it not only does it actually give us the platform and create the awareness, we launched this fund at the AU Summit. That was in um, February 2020. And that gave us access to presidents and ex-presidents that belong to the AU, financial ministers, um, ex-female presidents and current. And it actually gave us the platform. And we've actually managed to receive funding. Most of the funding that we have received that is going to the foundation to support these women has been from the government of Rwanda, the government of South Africa. We've had pledges from the government of Senegal and some commercial institutions. And that was what we need. We're going to be needing patient capital. And I think those partnerships are becoming far more important in how we actually solve. So your, the fund is basically, it's a combination of, intended to be a combination of private and public money, which you, which, which you, yes. look at, which you will make sure gets sent to the right people. How much, um, can you tell us how much, how much you're looking for? Um, I guess uh, that's a bold question there because I'm going <laughs> to, but I guess what we've committed to raising 50 to $100 million is a start to be able to allocate to these women. But we aim to, to, to raise about a billion dollars in 10 years. Yes, we have to be ambitious, Andrew. Yeah. And if I was a woman fund manager, asset manager, how would I contact you? To How, how do you go about finding me? And how so, do I find you? That's interesting because visibility is a big issue. When we start, uh, when we launched the fund, um, when we started, the, the UNEC had already had a call to action campaign before we actually started working with them. It was interesting, obviously, even though it was a call to action for women, we even had that they even had males uh, apply. Uh, this is where men hold themselves back, even if it's specific. We then uh, launched our own call to action campaign last year, uh, up until uh, the end of June. Uh, and we made sure that this was communicated across the continent, translated into uh, French to accommodate the North African countries, to make sure reach everyone. The most surprising thing for us is we were doubtful and worried that we wouldn't find any. Uh, we've actually received applications across asset classes, a broad universe of women that are investable now and some be investable in the second phase and some that still need uh, a lot more support in that they're emerging uh, or aspiring asset managers. So we had that call to action campaign. We went far and wide. Um, it was launched on the Standard Bank platform uh, and on our website. We communicate in our flyer um, in terms of uh, putting out there in the media and everywhere else. And even now, people have been also by word of mouth. We made sure it's mentioned um, across all uh, engagements that we've had. 
We had the Harvard event last year, mainly driven by lionesses of Africa. We also yeah. mentioned that it was mentioned there. So we're partnering, uh, I guess, across, across the board to make sure that the word does get out. And of interest is uh, at the AU, we were sitting with Ambassador Jesse Le Pen, the U.S. Ambassador to the AU. She has been one of our greatest champions. Uh, Ms. Vera Songwe herself, Dr. Vera Songwe has been our greatest champion. Um, and uh, she sits in front of DFIs, uh, is, in, is involved in, in, with private companies, uh, donors, funders, governments. So that has been huge for us and it's also given us that visibility. But we've actually found the woman and uh, I can, on the podcast as well, on our websites, the, the, the numbers are there. That's fantastic. And how, what, have you any idea, how, how would you define success for this project? That's interesting, um, Andrew. Um, I guess uh, from uh, for us, one of the key things that we're looking at that will define success is uh, firstly growth in terms of us as under management by women uh, in this industry. We're also talking growth in terms of women ownership of the African asset management industry, increasing numbers of women investment professionals, and also meeting our performance targets, our performance objectives, because this is an investment fund. Uh, like any other, the focus is on women because this is where we don't see many of um, when many women in most of the asset management space or firms that are across the continent. You, you're talking about getting getting to a billion. I mean, that sounds like it'll potentially take over take over the world. In the in terms of the people you're looking for, are these specifically women-owned businesses based in Africa, or are or are they? women-owned businesses who are doing business in Africa. So that you, if, you, if, you want, if you want to help, you have to be based in Africa with your business. Is that right? I guess that's our intention um, yeah. because those also generate employment opportunities. So we're looking for women that are either working in the fund management space that, are, that is women-led businesses or women-owned businesses. So you could be a PM. At a, at a big established fund, but as long as you are involved in the decision-making, because we like to see the gender lens applied in the investment space, uh, we also want decisions, um, women to, to be making decisions at a, at a macro level, and that will help us, um, I guess, in the, in the trying to see. This looks a, a really interesting project, but it must be more than just money. Um, yes. What sort of... Uh, wider uh, mentoring and training and infrastructure do you, do you seek to put around the, the women who get the benefit from what you're doing? Um, thank you, Andrew. This is more than just putting money in their hands. Yeah. Looking, I guess uh, we anchored around making sure we're creating opportunities for these women to access funding and we're looking to accelerate that funding process. But we're looking further than that to provide technical assistance and operational support which is critical to, to the successful operations of their business. And that's also invested in, in very important to investors. We're also looking to provide mentoring. We're looking at setting up programs and speaking to partners, to relationships that we have offshore like MIT. Um, and these are programs that some of them are still being developed. Uh, and we're looking to also make sure that we, we sponsor with, uh, with some that are available in, in the market. But we, we're very specific in terms of what we're after. 
I remember the Stanlib um, multi-manager business that is part of the Standard Bank Group has been in, in this, this is their bread and butter business for the over 21 years. So these are the people that have always done this in terms of selecting managers. So by them even going through the DD process, they've managed to actually give um, these managers feedback as to exactly where the challenges are in their operational framework. So this is more than just putting money or capital on their hands. This is making sure that actually we'll help them succeed. We'll actually help them attract funding um, and ensure their success. I think that's an important message to deliver. I, I wanted to step back for my final question, really, Leeds, and just say, you know, as, as somebody who's passionate about what you do, what message in, in really difficult times, what message do you want to give to businesswomen in Africa about what, what the future holds for them and how, how you see it developing? I'm always careful there in terms of giving advice as I don't have all the answers. But in terms of what I've seen, I think firstly, visibility is critical. Uh, and I also think that uh, we, all the studies that have, we've seen, uh, we do appreciate that uh, there's a big gap in our GDP by actually not having women participate uh, in the economy. And I think um, there is um, lots of, uh, I think, platforms uh, that other women may not be uh, aware of, like the Lionesses of Africa that we've partnered with for a number of years, actually, in the bank, um, that actually um, um, provide access to women to get in front of funders to get the assistance that they need. And uh, I think for me, that visibility is important. I also think that making sure you have, you join the networks that are available, that it already there is a community that exists that makes it easy for um, the outside world to be able to reach out and actually know where to find these women because we didn't think we we're going to find them, but they're there. And I think there's a big focus in women-owned and women-led businesses. Um, and I'm talking from the management space, but also to entrepreneurs. Yeah. And you're optimistic. Very. Excellent. Uh, Leeds ZZO Standard Bank, thank you so much for being part of the A Perspective today. 